So hi, one of the Gunoise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with I'm Matt. Adam. Alex. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. And I'm Mike. And we're Flip Rushmore. And we're gonna ask him some questions today. I'm gonna start. So what inspired you guys to start the band and what does the band name mean? Sure. Um the three of us, myself, Dan and Nick, uh, we played music in, in Minneapolis a few years back with a different band called Cosmonaut. And um we sort of like branched that into a new project and reached out to Adam because um, not only was he a drummer, but he um, had some skills on the uh, production side and um, so like electronic beats and that kind of thing. And um, we, we made the first album a few years ago and then Mike was so nice as to join the quartet, make it a quintet. And uh, uh, we've, we've been rocking and rolling with five for the last couple of years. Oh yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. And the name. All oh, right. Yeah, that was a long, that was one of those <laughs> processes where um, you spend like a year trying to come up with like something that's really good and you just, you can't because there's too much pressure on you. So I think we eventually just took a couple ideas. Like we had some names with like Rushmore and we had some, like the word flip was kind of like we put them together and then they're like, okay, that sounds pretty good. And there's some like symbolism you can get into, mm-hmm. but um, I think uh, it was just like, we need a name and, this is like this is better than what we've been coming up with lately so let's let's go with it i think the big thing that i remember at least was um a big factor was like seo or like what 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 do you get when you google the name so we had a few names Mm. picked out and then it's like hey i googled it and this came up Uh, (laughs) so one of the reasons why flip got picked is because I don't think anything came up when we Googled it. So we're yeah, like, we're, hey. <laughs> very business forward. That's uh, mm-hmm. forward know. thinking. Nice show. <laughs> uh, so congratulations on your newest release, The Loathsome Crowded West. How do you feel about the response to it so far? Uh, Mike, you want to take that one? Well, I feel like the response has been pretty good. Um, I don't have all the data. Alex is more the data guy than I am. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> You know, it's it's been doing pretty well on Spotify and YouTube, and I've seen some engagement online. Um, I've gotten good personal feedback on it, which is really fun. So uh, things have been good for the and fun for the past two or three weeks that it's been out. Um, I don't know, Alex, any additional numbers you want to share on it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've we've been like locked up like everybody else, and um, watching YouTube videos about marketing schemes and things like that. And, mm-hmm. Um, one of the key takeaways was like, all right, if we're going to put out four songs this year, which we're doing, um, how to like build on each one and make it like a little reach a little bit further. And so between song one and song two now, like that's, that's gone pretty well. And, um, you know, being in Minneapolis, it's a very like live music centric scene. Like that's how you kind of move up the ladder is, uh, by playing live a lot and kind of having a presence there. And so being the, being that there's not a lot of live opportunities right now um or for the past year and a half like um it's it's definitely tough but we've tried to make the most out of the situation until we can actually like you know get on stage again and make an impact that way and be weird okay. yeah <laughs> and be weird yeah. be weird yeah <laughs> um so is there any meaning behind the single name or the cover art is oh, there gosh. Yeah. what do you got what do you got nick Ooh, well, it's, you know, a, to me, it was an obvious reference to um, the seminal album by Modest Mouse, of course, Lonesome Mm -hmm. Crowded West. Um, 
and yeah, there's a lot about TV in it and kind of how we live our lives through screens, you know, like obviously not maybe TV as much anymore. Now it's just all digital media and marketing and uh, monetizing our everyday life experiences as much mm -hmm. as we can. Um, but yeah, Smith is really the word Smith. <laughs> maybe I'm a word Smith. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Smith, well, Mike uh, primarily wrote all the chords and stuff. So he's the song Smith and Smith is the wordsmith there. So maybe he could uh, enlighten me about it more. I, I don't even know. I just like how Alex tries to push all the questions off on other people and it wants to bounce back to him every single time. Without every fail. single time. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, we, we, Nick mostly covered the, the answer. That's, I thought that was pretty good. Oh, Good job, Nick. Yeah, great. Cool. Smarter than I thought. <laughs> um, so can you guys tell me a little bit about your writing process for the single? Mm. Yeah, Mike just made a video on this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I True. it's given what happened the past year, I feel like that changed how a lot of bands operated. But I remember the fundamentals of this one we got underway prior to COVID. Um, I think you know, only being in the band now for just over two years, when I started, we were talking about the genesis of what we wanted to do, make an EP, make an album, start writing songs. And so um, from what I can tell, how this band works is we will write our own ideas and bring it together and say, hey, I have this, let's build off of it. And I think that's a really fun way for us to um, to operate. It's tough because Alex lives in Nashville, so we don't always have an opportunity to be in the same room together and jam things out, um, which is another common way for bands to write songs is to just be in the same room together and jam. And a lot of magic happens that way. Um, and I think that there's some magic that happened on this song that happened when we were in the studio together, when we were able to do that. Um, but this song in particular was just an idea that I, I had come up with and I um, sent along, you know, initial demos to the band and everybody got a chance to kind of get their hands into it and make some tweaks. And then, um, you know, as most things do, they change a little bit once you get into the recording studio. And, um, you know, we were lucky enough, in my opinion, to work with uh, just a really great engineer and producer, Adam Tucker at Signature Tone here in Richfield, Minnesota. And he brought a lot of um, uh, expertise. And, and that was my first time in the studio that um, I really appreciated, especially when it came to like shaping the sound of it. Um, I think everyone would agree that he did a great job of finding sounds that were going to um, sound really big for this song. Cause it's mm -hmm. a, kind of a big mm -hmm. anthemic song. And um, yeah, the payoff was awesome. And so everybody, you know, in the band, got to you know put their own little mark on the song and um i think that's why it, it's you know all four of the songs in this i think are incredibly strong because everybody had a ton of of input on on how the songs were made hmm. oh yeah Solid. All right. uh, so where was your headspace at while you guys are writing this i think our headspace oh you, no, know, you go adam <laughs> okay yeah, adam um so I think it's it started off kind of like what Mike was describing. It's like, well, what are we going to do now? We just came out with a full album um, like a year ago and we've been playing some shows, but you know, now we need to do something else. So um, this was before COVID really was a thing. So we were kind of 
hemming and hawing a bit. And then all of a sudden, bam, the world shuts down. Yeah. So we feel like, you know, the world kind of decided, Hey, this is what we're going to do now. <laughs> we're going to all be separate. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that had such a big influence. Like what everybody was saying, it forced us to go from, whereas the four of us minus Alex might've gone and jammed, um, together, but now we kind of all have to have our own separate head spaces, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know if I could speak for the others, but at least with my headspace, when we started, you know, going from band practice to Zoom meetings about stuff, mm-hmm. was just thinking about how can we, how how can we try to make look at this as positive as possible? How can we look at this as, you know, not oh my gosh, we're losing out on all our chances to play shows. It's like mm-hmm. how can we, how can we, to, you know, introduce a cliche? How can we make lemonade out of our lemons? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. And um, I, I think that was really at least where my headspace was the whole, all of these songs, just thinking about how can we do something that we n- not would have never thought of doing because mm-hmm. of our limitations and constraints. Okay. Hmm. Uh, was songwriting the, the conversion from like writing in a room together for the most part to going fairly virtual easier for you guys because Alex was already in a different state to begin with? I would say so. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of been, I, I didn't mean to just take that one. I'm sorry. But, um, take it. But yeah, no, um, I mean, that's kind of always been the way this has operated even before. Um, I mean, it, it wasn't quite as separated. We were kind of able to work when we could and all that, but COVID made it a whole lot harder. But um, I mean, we've always kind of operated with Alex being elsewhere, even years and years ago when before it was flip rushmore and it was cosmonaut it was slightly different lineup and stuff like that so we kind of um kind of just continued to adapt to that and it mm-hmm. you know it seemed to work well just because we were sort of used to that kind of um arrangements already okay all right i think an um, understated aspect that helped was how far technology's come along in the oh, past couple yeah. years oh, that yeah, allowed us yeah. really no easily no collaborate doubt. with each other yeah. virtually Mm-hmm. Um, even setting up a zoom meeting like everyone sharing yeah. files you know yeah. you know you can record directly into your computer with all the different modeling software for for everything and midi instruments and so that was a huge aspect of allowing us to continue to be successful and productive over the past year was just the fact that we had the ability to do it so easily compared to maybe even like three or four years ago where we wouldn't have been able to do anything like mm-hmm. this Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was like more inspiration for us to to like learn some more of those production techniques and like really kind of bring even more finished songs to the table. Like Lonesome or Lonesome Crowded West, like when Mike sent it to us was like pretty much like the whole song. I mean, without lyrics and stuff, but like yeah. he pretty much had everything there, like all the drums and everything. And then, yeah, you know, we change this. We do a hit there. The words come here. Get sweet guitar solo at the end, yada yada. Mm-hmm. Of like, course, and more reverb, obviously. Of course, have more reverb. Um, a lot of reverb. Yeah. yeah, a lot of verb. Real wet. Yeah, but I don't know. It's really, uh, it's really increased all of our skill sets mm-hmm. in that area, and it's been really fun to. Yeah, like I play with other bands, and every other band I play with is basically the sit in the room and write the song kind of type instead of like sort of create it like one stack at a time Mm -hmm. you know through production sharing files with each other so yeah it's really fun to work with this band in that aspect 
That's very wholesome. Happy, happy you're enjoying it. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so while going through these couple songs, what band or artist influences pop out the most to you guys? You're going to get five different answers. I'm, <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> um, so for me, at least, um, mm-hmm. it's kind of funny. I'm in this band and I feel like a lot of the music I listen to is not at all what um, we play. But I think it, the way it translates <laughs> ends up being kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, I've, li- I've listened to a lot of synth wave. Um, okay. So like that Stranger Things type music. Yeah. Um, and um, I also listen to... Um, I guess this kind of is more in the vein, but like hard rock or even a little bit into the metal phase mm-hmm. or metal world. Um, yeah, I feel like usually when I send demos now, it's, um, hey, Adam, this sounds a little too uh, like 80s music or, um, <laughs> hey, Adam, let's um, let's crank that gain on the guitar back like seven <laughs> points. <laughs> yeah. but, but the cool thing is, is that when you record something, it doesn't really matter the tone or the sound, like it's the mm-hmm. notes. So you can always change that tone and it it changes the total feel of the song without yeah. actually changing the chords and all that. So I'm glad you brought up the eighties thing because I did hear just the tiniest bit of new so order little... on it. And I was like, mm. I don't know if I'm crazy for hearing that, but since you mentioned it, I don't think I am. I was thinking Interpol when Mike mm-hmm. first brought the track to us, so similar ish okay. order yeah mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> mike your, your jumping off point was um like hippocampus right is uh violet is that what it was yeah well yes oh just a little bit um Ryth- rhythmically rhythmically no yeah the, mm-hmm. the the guitar rhythm <laughs> to violet is i basically ripped completely for this song but none, nothing else <laughs> no shame in that. None, no of shame the, in that. none of the chords or anything are the same but okay um, yeah, I feel like when I listen back to even the first demos, I'm, I'm getting like a very strokes Interpol vibe, mm-hmm. um, from where that came from, which is funny. Cause I don't typically listen to those bands a lot, yeah. but, um, you know, inspiration just kind of hits from, from anywhere. And that's, I think that's, what's cool is that everybody has a different interpretation of how things sound. And, um, so yeah, I don't know. Thanks, Hippocampus, for the rhythm. Really helpful. <laughs> Thanks for that. Nice. Like my, mm-hmm. uh, Mike and Dan, and sometimes Nick, they're all in like a, a cover band. And oh. I feel like that kind <laughs> of creeps its way. It, like some of those old rock hits, like mm-hmm. 70s, 80s, et cetera. Like I feel like every once in a while, you can definitely pick up on some of that, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of funny. But You're totally right. Things. You're totally right. Makes, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like learning... Being in a cover band is nice because you get to learn, you know, essentially hit songs. Yeah. Because nobody wants to go watch a cover band play deep cuts, unfortunately. So, <laughs> so you got to learn the hits and like, you know, <laughs> songs are hits for a reason because people, mm-hmm. there's something about it that catches people's ear. And I think that Alex is totally right. It kind of just seeps into you um, as a, as a player is like, what are the trends? And you're not even consciously thinking about it, but mm-hmm. um you know, being able to build a song that is memorable and catchy throughout um, is is definitely an, an art in its own. And not to say that uh, you know cover bands are ever going to be playing this song, but <laughs> those those kinds of uh, yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, Future's crazy, man. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I'm speaking it into existence right now. Ideally, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, manifest. Yeah, man, we're manifesting here as you uh, should. As we should. Be, exactly. <laughs> 
um, yeah, that's even for my influences too. Like it all just filters out into, you know, what, you know, when you pick up a guitar, sit down on a keyboard, you know, the influences just get filtered through your brain and into your hands. And, and that's what ends up coming out. And I think that's mm-hmm. the fun part of making music. It's just like, you never always know where it's going to go, but um, the things that you listen to always have an effect um, whether conscious or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so this question should be super, super quick off the top of your heads. I want you to describe the single for new listeners in three words, no more, no less all five of you have to do it. Not me. Can we, can we go? No, you have to not, do too. No, no, but not me first. Oh, okay. okay. It's like, <laughs> come on. You can't skip that. No, no, I won't skip. <laughs> we, we wrote up a little blurb where we said it was polemical and danceable. That was our, okay. That was our big idea. Okay. But it's, it's just, it's, it's angry. And <laughs> it's also like you can get <laughs> okay. a little bit. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. Well, that was, that was one. So. Bang your head. That's how <laughs> Bang that's your I'll describe it. Oh, okay. nice. Nice. Mm, yeah, I don't know what polemical means, but yeah, I would say uh it's uh angry but fun. Okay. Um <laughs> see mm-hmm. wild disestablishment. Rock. Okay. <laughs> Dang, everyone's got these five dollar words here. Um, <laughs> jump around a lot. Okay. <laughs> that works. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want your listeners to have while going through this track? Uh, for me, it's. I, I would probably say anger. It's a. It's a very kind of like. Um, you know, it's, there's like, it's, at certain points of it, you just kind of, it like builds up and it's just like, you know, it's a, it's a fun song. It's like melodic and um, like I said, it's, it's kind of dancey and whatever, but um, you should feel a little bit of like frustration, I think um, within the, the words and the, how it all develops. Okay. Uh, so you guys have mentioned a couple of other tracks. What can you guys tell us about them? You said they're coming later this year. Adam, what do you got on uh, nine? Sure. Mm. Um, so as um, mentioned, we do have two more tracks off the EP that are mm-hmm. coming out later this year. Um, they're definitely going to have um, different vibes. I feel, I feel like um, we almost chose these four songs subconsciously in an effort to kind of see what is going to stick because um, our last album was more of like the I, I guess the songwriting was more driven by Alex so things had more of a consistent sound but now with five of us in the band and with you know me starting to um, bring out a little more of my influence Nick is Mike is and Dan's always just shredding stuff um, but like I feel like it kind of um made you need to um, ask yourself, you know, what kind of band are we going to be, mm-hmm. you know? So that said, um, the next two songs are going to be different. Nine is, um, I don't want to get too deep into like what the subject matter is, but it is going to have an, um, 
I don't want to use the word political. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's more of like a societal kind of subject matter. You know, we wanted to make people um, kind of apply to what the mentality was in 2020. It's like, hey, here's something about our society. It's like, is this good? Is this bad? Mm -hmm. um, so we definitely have the subject matter, the lyrics in that regard. And then as far as music goes, very, very different. Mm -hmm. um, so the next song is going to be a song I started. So Ooh. knowing my electronic influence is going to be more electronics. It's going mm -hmm. to be a little, um, I don't want to say heavy emotionally, but it just, th there's a little bit more of that kind of um, heart strings in it, as opposed to, you know, a punk song might just be, I mean, there's still emotion, but it's not quite the melancholy type of feeling. Okay. Um, yeah. Yep. Mine is and very then, melancholy for sure. All right. Hit, hit, yeah. So then, um, Nick started the final song that will be coming out and um, that will probably be a little bit more of like the Lonesome Crowd of West. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, a little yeah, like rockier for sure. Yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what everybody thinks is their favorite and then um, whatever sticks the most is what we could probably see ourselves. That's what we'll be forever ever. after that. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, it's no locked in. Yeah. Ever again. Yeah. We're, yeah. Slaves, we're slaves to the algorithm, so whichever one performs the best. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you'll be doing. Yeah. All right. Uh, so for the last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music, if that's okay with you guys. Let's Sick. do it. All right. All right. Uh, so we're going to go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on Boom. death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Dang. Yeah. That's a tough one. Um, I ate at Manny's once. That was really incredible. <laughs> uh, I believe I had some aged Philip Mignon. And uh, <laughs> <Philip>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, my dad calls it Philip Mignon. So oh, it's every now and then. Yeah, and then I had like just the biggest piece of French love pie I'd ever seen. Ooh. What did I have to drink? I don't know. Probably a bunch of cocktails. Mm -hmm. All right. Birthday, Sounds good. You know. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. good. Maybe that. Okay. I'd probably have to second Nick. Um, I too have been fortunate enough to go to May's and try a $100 steak. Um, yeah, I would probably have their porterhouse because it's like three times the size of the filet. Oh yeah, um, I would have a big plate of hash browns, like the kind of hash browns where like there's that nice coating of like brown crispiness, and then uh -huh. you stick your fork inside. Yeah, mm, yeah. Um, yep. And then with that, I will probably have an old fashioned followed by a thirty year old scotch. All um, right. Nice. Fancy. I don't plan on being death row. Don't, 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 don't think yeah. that just because I have this thought out means I plan on it. But... <laughs> it's all hypothetical. <laughs> I know. Um, I would say there's this barbecue place downtown called mm. Market Barbecue. Just like mm. straight up so many ribs. I don't Ooh. know. A lot of mac and mm. cheese. Mm -hmm. that, that type of thing. Yeah. And many, many beers too. That would, yeah. that, that would that'd be that'd be good with it then, I yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> Ooh, don't speak make one. <laughs> yes. I'd ask my mom to cook me something. How cute. <laughs> I don't know if she'd want to cook for someone on death row, so don't know if that's gonna work. Yeah, it could be awkward. <laughs> if it's her son. Maybe. It's true. I, I'm just going to go with fried chicken and ice cream. 
All right. Interesting. Simple enough. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Can't go wrong with that. Yeah. So I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person that we have spoken to have said that it is the most important question. What's your favorite color? Blue. Cyan. Well, that's a better one, yeah. Seafoam. <laughs> Seafoam, yeah. Seafoam, yep. Cyan and seafoam are kind of the same thing. No, they're not, Dan. <laughs> oh, that's kind of what I meant. Cerulean in there somewhere? Ooh. I was going to say, since we're at um, paint swatch colors, how about um, azure? <laughs> <All right. laughs> Anybody else owe me a color? Mike? Well, I should Is say green because it's my last name, but <laughs> I think I like blue the most. Okay. It's good. Um, so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you guys would like to plug? Check out our new single, The Loathsome Crowd of West on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, all that stuff. We got a new EP coming out later this year and uh, stay tuned for weekly video content on YouTube. Oh yeah. All right. uh, well, like thank you. and subscribe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Smash oh yeah. And you got to smash button. that bell icon. Smash it. <laughs> of course. So you can be notified every single time we upload something. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> add our songs to playlists and favorite them. Yes. For the algos. Thank you. Of yes. course, the algorithm. All right. I'll do that after this. Um, well, thank you. It also gives us about like a hundredth or thousandth of a cent. Listen, if you get enough streams, you could go to McDonald's with that and get like oh, a small fry. Send us to McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Send us to McDonald's. You guys can send yeah. a small fry across the five of you on tour. It'll be yeah. great. Uh, well, thank you for snow. This guy's been Flip Rushmore and We're the Good Noise podcast. <laughs>